welcome, welcome, welcome back to Dad Mentality. I'm your host, Rodney Glover, aka the Beast One. And as we know, I cannot do this by myself. So I'm joined here with my brother from another mother, Vance Robs, aka Coach. Hey, Dick. what up? All right, Coach is here. So then I'm also joined with my ace from another race, my man Mike Albans, aka Albeezy. What's up, Albeezy? What, what up, fellas? What up, fellas? All right. So today, this week, we're happy to bring in. We have our first guest here at Dad Mentality. I've been excited to talk to this brother. Um, the good news I can tell you about this brother is that he, at age 16, he had the best manager <laughs> in the game. Like, this dude had the Bill Belichick of restaurant management at 16 and brought him in. And, you know, he was like, I can't say he was my Tom Brady, but, you know, he might have been like a, you know, he might have been like my Wes Walker kind of slot type, kind of slot type wide receiver. But, uh, yes, this guy worked for me when I was 16 when I ran a restaurant called Three Brothers. And, but ever since then, I've had the pleasure to follow this guy. I followed this guy, and he is now a CEO of Future of the Retro Clothing Line. So if you're looking for some some tight gear that you want to get designed or you're looking just, you know, to buy something new that's hip, you got to go to his website and check him out. He's also a co-owner of the Royalty Vision Firearm Safety. So if you're looking to get that handgun license, you're looking to buy questions or get any information, you definitely got to check him out. He's definitely on Instagram and Facebook. And he's also a father of a blended family of six. He's 39 years old. He is a dog dad. He is a cat dad. I've even followed this dude. He even got chickens, y'all. He's a chicken dad, which none of us can say. But he is a great resource when it comes to gun safety and learning about life and, and figuring out what you need to do to protect your family and yourself. And it is my man, Frenchie Johnson. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Glad to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Well, I, well, I definitely appreciate you coming, coming through, hanging out with the fellas today. So we're going to start uh, with something we do every week. It's called the, the Twitch self-care check-in. It's where you give a rate from zero to 10 of your week. You talk about the things that's going on in your life, and we discuss it uh, accordingly. Uh, we feel that here on this show, it is important to talk about the things that men don't talk about. A lot of us go through things, and we don't discuss it. So we always make sure that it's important in our show that we start from the beginning. We talk about the things that maybe we can help each other with. You never know. And we want to change that stigma of, you know, us feeling that opening up and telling the truth is weakness. It's actually strength. You know, we need to change that in our community and with all our people. So, uh, fellas. Let's get it started. Uh, can I get Vance or Albans? Which one of y'all want to start with your self-care check out? Check in, sorry. I can go. I'll go first. It's up to you, Al. Go. It's on yeah. you, Al, man. 
I'm saying I'm a, I'm a shit. I'm a solid nine, man. It's been a good week for me. Work solid so. nine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get some applause for that nine. Let's get some applause for that nine. Okay, that's good numbers. What's up? Yeah, I mean, work still sucks, but not as bad as it sucked the past couple of weeks. But I mean, my daily life has been better. My kids are happier, and you know, shit's going a lot better for me. So, okay, definitely, I'm definitely gonna take a nine. Hold on, what 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 exactly was it? An exact point that made it a nine, or you just uh, is just no no no. It's it's a it's a all group around. effort. It's a group effort. Like like just all. It's hard to have three kids all be happy at the same time, and and this everybody is like all three of them are just. I mean, just happy. So okay. I feel I feel like as as a father, I did I did my job. Hey man, right, that's important. Definitely important. All right, Vance, what about you? Um, I mean, last week was uh, I'm probably about a seven and a half right now. Um, work has really been, you know, what I'm saying, um, irritating to us a, a little bit. Um, but I'm not letting that that get me down. It's just it, it's really just a busy time of the year for me. Um, coming out of that. You know what I'm saying? Diet and everything. You know what I'm saying? That we did last week or the whole vegetable right. thing. Um, I think uh, just, you know what I'm saying? Home, home has been super busy for us. So that creates stress Some at times that, that there is no need. That I think it's self-imposed um, stress. So it's just a matter of kind of, you know what I'm saying? Filtering my way through that to get back to balance you know what i mean so diets have changed as as most new year people new year's resolutions kick in and um budgets budgets have changed so it's just that stress of trying to manage that and then it's also like um and i like i like i said self-imposed it's it's like it's the beginning of the year and i'm real big on changing stuff so it's really coming, uh, changing something every year or improving o- over the last year on things. And it's just trying to figure out that how. So it's like a lot of thinking internally and, and well, you know what I'm saying, mental to the self and um, just trying to figure out the next chess moves. And that at times can be stressful when you don't understand what those moves are yet. You know what I mean? So until you really sit down, you know what I'm saying, self-reflect, and get a better vision of of where, where your year is going. going. Then that's 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 it. That's it. What's what's one of the biggest changes that you're doing that maybe you're not you're struggling with, or is it something something there that that you're really struggling with, or is it just just anticipating the change? In all honesty, it's trying to get myself and my family to that next level of financial freedom mm. like well, i am on the cusp of it right now you know what i'm saying and now it's all about how do i execute it okay okay all right all right all right so it's uh me so i think this week i'm not even sure what my rating was last week uh I'm going to still say I'm about as strong eight. Um, 
I got a lot of things coming up that I'm excited about. Um, so it really, so I'm going to say this. So my daughter's birthday is coming up and I'm going to throw a black quinceanera. So we're going to have a nice birthday for her. So I also found out my daughter listens to the show. So, and her friends. So I can't sit here and go into some of the details, but I'm super excited. My daughter's doing great things. Um, she, you know, she had a 4.0 the first quarter. This this quarter, she tells me her grades still are going to be very good. She said maybe not a 4.0, but over 3.5, which I'm okay with. And she, you know, she's turning 16, which is a big thing, you know, a big thing for me, man. So with all my kids, you know, my father died when I was 11. So it, with all my kids, as they get older now, I'm coming to the point where I'm really starting to get excited for her. Uh, she's she's in a nursing program. She knows her future. She already knows what she wants to do and, and, and grow. So I'm excited. Uh, you know, the only thing I'm not excited about is, you know, the future of dating which makes me nervous. Do any of y'all fellas got daughters that are dating? And do you have any advice? Because I would like to know that real quick if y'all can throw a brother a bone. Oh, oh man. man. I, I'll go off that right there. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, my, my daughter, um, I didn't know about this. So this is right when I, went, I was going through my divorce. And my daughter or my ex-wife was still living here. Uh, her house was getting built off my money. Um, she told me that my daughter's uh, boyfriend is about to pull up. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. This son of a bitch pulls up, texts her in the car and says, come outside. And I was furious. Hold on, time out. He texted her and told her to come to the door? No, he didn't come to the door. Didn't handshake. Nothing. 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 I flipped the fuck out, and the ex-wife actually kept me from going outside. Uh, no, I don't think nothing would have kept me. Vance, something would have kept you? No, I would have had to beat the guy. That's It would have had to be one of the, you know what I'm saying, bad boy moments. You know what I mean? Where, right. hey, um, you you going to have to see me. That's that's just what it is. You know what I'm I mean, I we all were young boys in high school. We all know what the agenda is or was back then, um, and we just go ahead to set it straight. Um, up I used front. to take pride. You know what I mean? Like I used to take that, pride for sixteen year old to go in there and meet not the dad but the mother. I always I used to. So I was such a you know I'm not well, I was, anyway. I was such a playboy. I used to always bring the mother a gift when I went to pick up the daughter. I bring the, 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 like for my wife, I brought her flowers and her mother flowers. You know what I'm saying? Because I just wanted to make sure that I got one person. I knew I wasn't going to win the dad, but I get one person out of the group, you know? Yeah. Winning the dad is rough. But that was, that was, but you got to remember that was back in the day where well, we actually had to have conversations. You couldn't just go up to a girl and ask for an Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to get, you had to talk her into writing down a seven digit number that you could call. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't just like, oh, you can, you can find me at, you know, whatever. 
and you you know you had to call and make these conversations. But anyway, no, but now nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to my check, and I just wanted to ask that question real quick. Albans, we might have to talk about uh, that situation on another day. But oh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for me, you know, I'm I'm nervous about that. Um, you know, because she's at, at 16 at this point. If she wants to start dating, like my daughter's been out with her friends and social gatherings, but not not one on one as of yet. But I know it's coming because I mean she's getting her driver's license and all that stuff. So I'm just a little nervous as a dad when it comes to that. But you know, but I'm also excited about her future. I, I think my daughter is going to be great. And I know she's going to be great. I have that, you know, I can just see it in her eyes that she's not going to settle for less. So, you know, I'm excited about that. Uh, her Sweet 16, like I said, her Black Kinsieta. We're doing a, a huge production for it. Um, and I'll definitely talk about it more on later shows. I can't get into details now because we have some things that I don't want uh, her to know or her kids to know. So, I mean, her friends to know. So, and they, and they have been listening to the show. I found that out. So anyway, like I said, strong eight. Um, you know, I'm here. I'm happy. So Frenchie, it's your time to go ahead and do your mental health check-in. Uh, we losing? Seven and eight, but, um, I would say five, and I'm counting on the things that are going to be good. So it's kind of balancing it out. That's why I'm at a five. I'm sure end of the week will be a lot better. I'm hoping my flight doesn't get canceled. So you know, it's it's contingent on some stuff as far as my week. But I say I'm about a five. But I'm I'm planning on it getting a lot better real soon. Okay. I thought they canceled all the flights. Didn't they cancel all the flights today? So I know they were having some issues with um, computer systems, and they were supposed to be getting it back yeah. up. So I'm, I'm hoping that they have everything squared away by, by noon tomorrow. So we'll see. All right. Is there anything that you want to talk about that would under help us understand why your score is so low? Um, so I am... I'm not going to say I'm in the middle of a divorce. I, the divorce is already taking place, but the uh, separate household stuff and trying to figure out scheduling with kids and just being a complete shocker to me at this point. I'm just trying to navigate my way through it, try to keep my sanity, try not to allow it to affect everything else that I have going on because I am very blessed. It's just one of those seasons that, you know, it's happened. So I'm just going to make it through. So it's kind of uh, a downer for me. But, you know, I know I know things get better. All right. So I don't know if I'm the only one getting a lot of feedback or static while you're talking. Do me a favor. Can you cut your video off and maybe that'll help with the audio? Because um, so. your picture is stuck as far as the video. There you go. Now, hold on, it's clearing up. I don't know if you were in a bad spot or not. Maybe that's it. That's why I've been trying to get where I'm going. I see some uh, some files, Wi-Fi in a second. So if, if we can hang, it'd be good to go. Can you hear me though? It's real. It's real fuzzy for me, which is fine. 
we can deal with that. I mean, uh, let's okay. um, yeah. So what we do? Can you hear me? That's pretty good. Am I the only one that he sounds real messed up with, fellas? Uh, it's a little choppy, but yeah, it is choppy. Yeah, yeah, cut your video off okay. for now, though. All right, all right. I'll do that. I'll do that. Let's see if that that helps. Okay. All right. All right, I'll be settled in less than five minutes, though, so. Okay, well, that's cool. Well, yeah, right, you know, so. just navigating through this this uh, chapter in my life. Kind of got to run a little down, but, you know, stuff like this is, is very helpful, you know, being around and talking to people that have either had the experiences or, you know, found a better way to prevent them. You know, this, like you said, it's healthy conversation that we need to have, so. So real quick, just the, how recent is the divorce? Um, official in October. Okay. Um, I um, purchased a home. We did a, bought a home together and um, I'm starting fresh. Let's just say that I'm starting okay. from scratch and I'm not so excited about it. <laughs> No, I mean, I can understand. Hey, relationships, relationships are not something that you can take lightly. Uh, Alban, so Alban's recently, Alban's. When did you get divorced? When was your divorce? So, it started in February. We we're divorced in April, and then um, she moved out in October. But I understand completely because I have three kids. And she, I mean, she basically took half the, I mean, a lot of money, bought a new house, they put them in a new household and introduce, you know, other people around them. And it's, it's tough. It's definitely, definitely hard to deal with, but it definitely makes it stronger. It's a growing thing for us. And, and I mean, you, you put a fake smile on your face and and keep your your head up your kids they see that yeah so so when you were in the depths of it let's say two months in and you were at a five and i mean how how do you feel now less than seven months later Albert, or six months later after when you were just two months in uh yeah so so a five a five is is there's there's no five. I mean that you're you're pushing yourself up to a five. You're you're at a two when when that shit really hits you. That that's that's hard. Um honestly, man, it's 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 just time. It's time you need. It's it's time you need and it's communication with your kids. That's it. Because you're you're so worried about what happened and what you lost and what you gained and and you, you gain nothing as a man in a divorce. You gain nothing. I mean, the the women the women pretty much walk away with everything. But but that could be a different conversation. conversation. Okay. You lose so much. So keeping up with your kids and and like like my big thing was trying to see them as much as possible. So we agreed to like three and a half days a week so that we're fifty exact fifty fifty. And that has made me so much happier than what I could have been, where people are like, 
every two or three weeks. You need to see your kids. They they need to see you. All right. Sorry, Frank. I had to mute you because it was a lot of uh, background sound. So you're going to have to probably unmute yourself to uh, continue talking. Um, but yeah, so my thing is this. I know that uh, life is full of valleys and hills. And the great thing is that uh, I, I've always tried to keep in mind that when I'm going down, whenever I get into a valley, I already know it's going to get better. And the thing is that I've now come to grips with is that I have to, I have to um, really enjoy the hills. When my life is at the top, I really have to enjoy that time. But you really have to enjoy that time when you're going up and, and, and just understand that, you know, these, the, 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 the valleys don't last forever. You'll be surprised how short they are when it comes to life and kids and everything. And for me, I've always learned and, and me and my wife's marriage haven't always been as good as it is now. It's a, it was a long road of 20 years plus. And we definitely had valleys. And there was a time that we were even separated. And, you know, we worked through it by the grace of God. But you never, you know, you never know what, it, it made us so much better. It made me a better person. It made her a better woman. And, and now we, we can talk about it and have those conversations freely. Hey, Vance, you got anything uh, to add to this? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of you guys have already hit it on the head um, with the seasons that you go through. Um, and you, you guys both spoke about, you know what I'm saying, kind of communication. Um, that is that is key. Not only communication with your kids, but communication with your friends. Don't be scared to speak on it. Um, ask for advice. Um, that like like you said, the times you're in it now, and that you got to understand that when you're in it, it's the worst time, right? So as long as you realize where you are, you'll be able to move forward to, to out of the storm. Um, it's not saying that it's going to instantly get better. It's not saying it ain't going to be tough for a while. But you just got to kind of realize where you are right now and realize that the forces that are against you, some are of this world and some are. You know what I'm saying? I'm very religious. So it's like some of, some of these forces that you're dealing with, you know what I'm saying? Like they're intentionally attacking you because of where you're going. And that's tough. So you just got to be mindful of that and, and find your inner peace and continue to push forward and don't give up. Definitely the plan. Definitely the plan. I, I know it's a life goes on type situation. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just tough, tough to deal with. But 
I'll be fine. Whenever you're in the trenches, it's always tough, bro. Yeah, for sure. You're in the trenches right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, uh, I do want to get to some of the the things as far as your business. Okay. Your businesses. And, you know, I do hope that this conversation and, and, we really built this show to talk to young men like yourself and, and to help people when they're in situations like this to, to feel free and and talk about anything that you want to talk about. I definitely don't want to force anything. Mm-hmm. So, but I do want to definitely help you because I know you have a, a plethora of education as far as um as far as self defense and. Arm yourself and what's smart. I don't know if I'm getting feedback. Is anybody else getting that? Got a little bit. All right. So we're going to start with this. Uh, so first of all, I always, I always wanted to know this, Frenchie. Future is the retro. What made you name the clothing company that? So that's a good question. Uh, I love talking about this stuff, to be completely honest. So Future of the Retro, uh, one of my college buddies, um, high school uh, friend as well, we were thinking of something that was not trendy um, because trends always die. So the thought was to have something that had longevity like your Jordan 1s, your Jordan 3s, your 6s, whatever your favorite retro Jordan is. Mm. The idea is to have something that's relevant in the future, um, future of the retro, you know, the stuff that's worth bringing back later on. So the whole concept was really some Marty McFly type stuff, you know, just like back to the future was the, the what we kind of piggybacked on. Even some of our first designs favored that stuff but the idea was just to basically have something that's relevant in the future you can put it on at any time and it's relevant and it's not something that's just a trend that's going to die in a couple of months okay so you created this when you was college um we started future of the retro and this is actually our 10th year so it was 2012 um, and we, we, we started self-taught. It was really just little sayings here and there that the fellows we would say when we're out when we're in our groups and we just wanted to make shirts to represent some of the stuff that we were saying. And as the, as the, request, as the request grew, the skill set you know had to get stronger to keep up. So um, I am normally the person like if we go into like a business meeting, I'm the person that does all the talking. My business partner, Fred, he would do all of the designing. In the middle of the meeting, we're talking about concepts and putting things together. He was creating them while we were in the meeting. So um, I didn't want to be one-dimensional, so I actually started learning how to design, too. So while he's working on a project, I'm able to work on a project. And we would just keep documentation of all the stuff that we were doing. One design turned into three three turned into six and it just continued to grow, man. And, and we've been blessed to, you know, have this type of longevity and we've, um, we've had some, some interesting, uh, uh, it's not, 
well, we we worked with some some pretty good people, some some notable people, some notable programs, and it's not as flashy and, and flamboyant as some some brands that you may see. But if you take a closer look, you could probably see a picture with one of those, and also in the same picture. So we appreciated being behind the scenes and being able to do work on a larger scale, doing stuff for teams, rec centers, um, parking recs all together high schools, colleges, um, it, family reunions. It's, it's just been a, a pretty great journey. So I actually am preparing to go to nationals in Florida uh, for flag football. Well, there there's a nice handful of teams that are wearing uniforms that we created. So it's always a good feeling to just see your brand around, even if people don't necessarily know that it's you that created it. Okay. All right. And what about Royalty Vision? What made y'all, what, what made y'all name the firearm company that name? Um, well, we, we, my child's mother, mother, another one of my college friends, we just had this vision where we wanted to create a, uh, a gun club, Black-owned gun club, um, something that was, you know, kind of catered to the culture because I feel like we're behind. I'm getting a lot of feedback. Are, are you guys getting feedback? Uh, nah, I got your okay. pressure. I mean, okay. you, might, I, I, I you don't have to have the video, so you can cut the video. Yeah, you cut the video off, you're, you're, you're super clean. Okay, okay. All right, well, yep. let's... I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, there How's you go. that? Okay, so uh, the... Um, the idea was to do a, a gun club first initially. And while we were spending lots of money on things that we knew that we should have and wanted to have, the process was, you know, hey, we could probably do this on our own. This is something that we could really do. And we took a leap of faith and just jumped out there and did it. We started at the top of the year, January 1, trademarked the name, found an instructor that we liked, we, which we went really far. We passed a lot of instructors in, to get to who actually taught us. Um, we So I, I purchased in White Plains. We found an instructor all the way in Gaithersburg, Maryland. So we, like I said, we passed a lot of instructors to get to, you know, somebody that would teach us. But he helped us complete everything in a matter of a week. So we started the classes on Monday. We got through all of our training and it was snowing and, and extremely cold, it didn't matter, we, we got it done. We, we finished and finalized everything, got our credentials and things on a Thursday. We held a class that, that Saturday. So we just hit the ground running. We didn't waste any time. It was a real small class, but at least it gave us an opportunity to, you know, just do the things that we were that we were learning. And we just we found a niche. Um, the name was just, you know, something that we wanted to show some type of strength and unity and then throwing the vision in there. You know, we, we talking about learning how to shoot, but you should have some pretty good vision if that's what you're trying to do. So royalty vision is what came of it. Okay. All right. So now, now I want to just uh, get into some questions about actual gun safety, and and so I got uh, so one of my questions I have, and I, I mean, I just 
I know that if just want to put it out there. You were my trainer. I did go through your course uh, to get my um, HQL. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a great course. I, I'm just curious, is like you said, being a black, a, a black owned gun training course. Mm -hmm. What was what's like? What was what is like the biggest misconception that you find out there from people that don't own guns? to about you know going through the process and learning so you get what i'm trying to ask you like what what's what's what what do you think is like the biggest thing that people don't know about the process or don't know about all right let's do one good and one bad i say uh, one bad um would be just how ignorant a lot of us are to the actual laws um, and, the, and the places that we live. Um, and it's all of this information is, is available um, and we just really don't know. It, it's almost as if, hey, I'm not eligible for it, so I don't really care what the law is. That, that's one of the things that was really bad, but that's why I love teaching as well. One of the good things that I found out is um, it's a lot more of us involved than you would actually think. Um, and it's actually one of those things that brings uh, unity. <laughs> you get to talking about guns, it doesn't matter what color you are. Uh, it, it's just, it's like a, a unspoken brotherhood. And you can always tell the people that know, you can tell the people that don't. That don't. So that that's been something that I've enjoyed, just making those connections with people. You know how like cigars is like a great conversation starter. Well, so is having an assault rifle in your hand in the rain. So it's, it's just one of those things where you know you can really have a, a great conversation and learn a lot about people just by you know sharing an interest with something so powerful, um, something that can uh, really change a situation in a matter of seconds and the respect factor that comes around uh, proper gun ownership. All right. Uh, Alba and Vance, y'all got anything you want to ask or any questions? Yeah, yeah. So, so you do a lot of, like, personal career, though, right? Say that one more time. I say you do a lot, a lot of, like, personal carry. Absolutely. I, I never leave home without it. I'll probably leave my wallet before I leave it. <laughs> All right. So, so here's my question. So, what is your ideal caliber for your personal carry? Because I see so much stuff about like, you know, um, what caliber you should use, you know, the barrel length, the, you know, just something for personal carry. There's so much stuff out there that, that just, I that was, that's, a, that's a, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. So, um, I'll give you the, the teacher answer and then I'll give you my personal response. Um, I prefer the personal response. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so so for self-defense, nothing less than nine millimeter. Right. Um personally, whatever you can handle. Whatever you're you can effectively shoot, if you get into a situation, that's what you should carry. Um 
now I watch a lot of videos and things like that, a lot of little ballistic tests and things like that. The right ammunition in a nine and chambered in nine millimeter will do the same amount of damage as 40 caliber. So it's right. just a matter of letting somebody else do all the trial and error. <laughs> and then you just learn it from what that what that is. So I personally, um, my everyday carry is nine millimeter. Um, and I and I carry uh, critical defense uh, hollow points. Um, and yeah, it, it works for me. So it, it's really just a matter of what you're trying to do, what the purpose is, um, because I, I can seal, even though I'm allowed to open carry in right. a lot of places, it's just not the type of attention that I'm interested in, in uh, bringing to myself. Um, even though it is my right to do so, it's just not something that I want to broadcast. Yeah, and that was my that was my other question because so many people like I remember back in the day in Virginia, like open carry was the only thing you could pretty much do. So the attention so, from open carrying, it's a lot of people they, they get that they're like, yeah, I can open carry, but do you want that attention? So, okay, so um, Virginia is an open carry state, but if you obtain your concealed and carry for Virginia, then that is the only thing that you're allowed to do. Um, and I kind of, I'm on the fence. I understand why people do it, and I understand why people don't do it. So it's really just your preference. It's kind of like, all right, well, listen, you already know that I'm prepared, so let's just not try to try it. And on the other side of it is like, all right, well, I don't want to make you try me just because I'm wearing one too. So <laughs> right. you know, it, yeah, it's just it really, it really just depends on uh how well you know yourself. Um and and the type of situations that you could potentially be in, um, on as to how you carry. So what I like to call hoodie season, which is now because it's cold, I prefer to open carry it's not necessarily open carry it's just out of waistband um and then the warmer seasons i prefer to go in the waistband so you can't see it at all so and that's just because of the type of layers that i wear so um it's really just a personal preference um but i prefer to conceal and carry um in the waistband just so that it doesn't draw as much attention young black man drive a nice car you know, in areas where, you know, youth are normally known to cut up, things like that. It's just not the type of attention that I'm looking to have. So I just want to protect right. my family and make it home. So that's my reason for care. Yep, 100%. Have you yeah, ever I want to go, go back to, to what you said about the laws and, and people understand that. I think a lot of that comes from, like, uh, we're, we're a little bit older. And I, I think that our parents kind of kept us they were more of uh hey this is a gun you don't need a gun type parents yeah and yeah, i think that, right. i think that's what was drilled into our heads especially our generation uh, it was more like knock them out with your hands and, and go from there you know what i mean and it, and, and it never it was almost like stay away don't touch and i think and i i got a lot of friends that own guns i personally don't own a handgun i mean i have a gun in my house um that's a shotgun but i need to get my hql right but it was and the reason 
I need to get it is not for the same reasons when I was younger or one one, but it's more right. of family protection, right? So it's um I think our parents kind of drilled that in the head. It's it's almost as simple as when you were young and black, don't wash your face with soap, you know what I mean? Because it can clog your pores, <laughs> and that's not the truth. You know what I'm saying? So I think the same things about the gun laws and having a handgun in the house, um, I think it's really important that we educate our young children on it now. Absolutely. So you you touched on a few things that I absolutely agree with. Um, the fact that um, we were taught guns are bad, stay away from them. Um, it, it was it was out of fear. And my kids, I have a blended family of six. There's a 16-year-old son. There's a 12-year-old girl, 11-year-old girl, twins that are seven, boy and girl, and a two-year-old. Everybody shoots but the two-year-old. Mm. Uh, but they had to learn the fundamentals. They had to learn the three always before they were allowed to do any of that stuff. So mm -hmm. they sure that they knew the basics and the fundamentals before they were even allowed to uh, go to the gun range. Uh -huh. So getting them caught up um, and killing the curiosity is very important. It's very valuable. And a lot of people rather stay away from those things because they don't know how to handle them themselves. They don't know right. how to down. They don't know how to clean them. They don't know exactly the inner workings or how uh, a cartridge is actually fired and when you learn those things you understand that hey i can sit this gun on this bed and it is not going to go off unless someone pulls the trigger so when you when when you're more educated on something you're more likely to educate somebody else as opposed to hey just stay away from it so right was, and it was something else that you said that i wanted to touch on you were talking about um teaching the kids early, the the parents telling us to stay away from, it was something else that was very valuable that I wanted to touch on. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it'll resurface. Okay. Nah, question, I had a question real quick, Frenchie. Go ahead. What age do you feel we should start teaching our kids? Um, so, you know your kids. You know their uh -huh. maturity level. You know their maturity level. You know, their curiosity level. So I can't give you an actual age. I'm going to say know your kids and know their maturity level or know their curiosity level and control, not necessarily control, but be a part of those processes. If you feel like their curiosity level is going to cause them to pick up a gun when you're not around, start them as early as you can. If you know that their maturity level is going to allow them to make proper judgment, start them as early as you can. But if you don't think that they can handle that task, you need to focus more on the basic fundamentals of how to keep from actually harming yourself, which is always keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Always keep, always keep the gun pointed in safe direction. Always keep the gun unloaded until you're ready to use. If you, can, if you can do those three things, you can stop a lot of accidents. So if you don't think they can handle the actual picking up a firearm, learning how to load it, how to rack the slide, things like that, then maybe you should hold off until you feel like you reach that point. So I'm not going to give you an actual age limit. Um, I'm just going to let you know that mine started at seven. Um, I have gone to the gun range and I know that a lot of these kids were younger than mine and they had their own rifles and things like that. So it's really a judgment call. Okay. I respect that answer. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, 
All right, so now, so I'm just going to tell you personally a little bit. For me, ever since I took the, the class with you and my kids, I got my handgun, and it mm-hmm. became kind of an issue in my house. Not really. I took my wife out shooting, and then she was she be, she ended up becoming good with it, and now she's an avid shooter. Um, but then it was about teaching my children, and then you know my son. I took him out shooting a long time ago, but then my daughter. I decided when she turned of age where I, the thing is, you have so many school shootings nowadays and just just, uh, office shootings and these things. I wanted to, like, because my daughter was terrified when Mm -hmm. she found out I had a gun. And I, until I educated her and took her out into the range and showed her how to disarm a gun. That was mainly what I did when I was out there. I showed her how to disarm a shotgun, how to disarm a handgun. I said, because if you're in a situation where if there is a school shooting or something like that, and then, you know, or you could just be at a house party and the person mm-hmm. has a gun, you need to know what to do. Like if that person is willy nilly with an armed gun, you see a clip, you see that you know this is this is for real. You know what this gun can do. You need to get the hell out of there. And and if you're not educated, then mm. you may be like, oh, it's okay. You know, you know. Right. Oh, I trust that friend. I trust him. No, <laughs> if your friend is willy nilly and with a gun out here, don't trust them. There's no yeah, way absolutely. you should. You know what this gun can do. And the thing is, if you're not educated enough to know what that gun can do. Mm-hmm. Or know that this is for real. Like none of this is is not a video game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're not coming back. You know, absolutely. If, if you're not educated to know that this is a for real situation and know how to educate yourself to a know you need to get out of there because if the person has a handgun and he's acting stupidly or drunk or intoxicated or whatever the case may be, you know you need to get the hell out of it. And mm-hmm. then let's say this situation they put that gun down. I want you to know how to disarm that gun. Mm. I told my daughter, I said, if you get the clip out there and take anything out the chamber, that gun is now a paperweight. Mm. And the most they can do is beat you with it. I said, but yeah. without the without the bullets and the gun together, I said, each one separately is not dangerous. But mm. when they're together, it's extremely dangerous. And you need to know how to take that out, how to clear the chamber, how, mm. to, how to drop a clip, mm. you know? Or a magazine. I'm sorry, I learned that in your class that I, I call it a clip. It is a magazine. I was trying to let you live, but I, I know, sorry. man. Don't worry about. I know. I know. I know better. But I'm sorry. But yes, it is a magazine. But Absolutely. how to drop the magazine? How to clear the chamber? How to do these things? And once I taught my daughter that, she was a total different person. She mm-hmm. was, you know. And of course, it, it was a couple times I took her to shoot it. This, that, and the other. Now she she of course likes the shotgun more than the handgun because she's mm-hmm. like I just want to clear the room I'm not worried about it <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> so you know but I I just really feel like this is something we should talk about as a people you know what I'm saying yeah, even, absolutely even not just black people but I mean it's men and fathers and dads I mean you know it's all crucial towards that thing so anyway now so real what quick, the real, real quick I just want to say. Uh, 
all the people who are like looking to get into gun ownership and they just want to protect their family and in the home, I, I absolutely suggest getting a shotgun over a handgun. Uh, really? Absolutely, because you don't have to be a sharpshooter to shoot a shotgun. Um, point and shoot. And it's gonna it's gonna touch a whole lot, whole lot of stuff in that single area. So, you know, you you miss with that with that with that bullet. You know what I'm saying? Then you 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 gonna have to shoot a few more times. Well, that one buckshot is gonna cover a lot of ground. So, yeah. I, for for home defense, I say get you a shotgun. There's nothing wrong with getting the handgun, but I say for like if you're trying to just for protection, single ladies or whatever. You know, if the kids absolutely had to use one, I would prefer them to grab the shotgun and anything. So I absolutely yeah. I'm with you on that. My my wife, my wife's biggest thing was, man, Vance, how am I gonna get to this? Get it loaded and actually lift this thing up and go. You know what I mean? That so that that's kind of why we're we're thinking going to the hangar, just because mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier for her. Okay, I, told, I got you. I told my wife the click is enough. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like so the shotgun may be the only thing that's not in safe in my house. Um, everything else is locked away or you know, by the bedside, and you know, the kids have a better knowledge of it, so I'm not as worried, but I'm not loose about you know safe uh storage. Right. Like the shotgun. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Rack around and that's it. That's all you got to do. Rack that's all you got to do. And that, that's going to slow go. it down. And yeah. ready Well, the go. dog going to slow it down, but the round Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, that part. No, you're absolutely right. But I just think that um, I think that the bad guys have been winning for so long. It's just time for people to, to protect themselves because normally the police show up after the fact. Yeah. You know, that you should at least know how to handle one, even if you decide that guns aren't for you. Like you said, like you like you said, your daughter at the party and somebody's, you know, just sits it down. You should know how to actually, you know, make that thing work or not work. So it's very important to just educate yourself on things like that. Cause you know, the times are crazy, man. Times are really yep. crazy. Okay. Uh did anybody else have any questions they want to throw in real quick? I got a few more, so I can I can keep going, but I just want to make sure everybody <laughs> questions in too. Are you good? Good. All right. So you kind of went into it. So in Maryland, I just want to because I'm not 100 percent on this sure on this. So in Maryland, is it is it a wear and carry license or is it a concealed license or you can you get both? Maryland like, what is the difference. Maryland is a wear and carry state. I repeat, Maryland is a wear and carry state. I don't care what they tell you in the barbershop. It is not a conceal and carry. And the difference in the two is conceal and carry means it always has to be concealed, meaning that it's not showing. Wear and carry, you have the option to open carry or conceal. So a a lot of people don't know that. So you could tape it to your chest if you wanted to. If you have the proper permit, you're allowed to do so. Okay. So you you stated earlier that you have you did wear and carry. Have you ever had an incident where you were wearing and carry and 
the police were called or, or I did. something. <laughs> something happened. I did. Like, I did. So here's my question. If you decide to wear and carry, what would be your best advice? A, I want you to tell us about that story. And B, what would okay. be your, your best advice? Well, you kind of already gave it. You kind of said don't don't know what you call, but I'll let you go ahead and tell us. Go ahead. All right. So best advice. Um, if you are not comfortable, confident in the laws, don't open carry. Because a lot of times the police don't know. Um, pretty much they come out of the academy, they find the things that they they're really good at, and that's what they police majority of the time. Well, this is kind of new to them for the most part. So if you're not confident in your ability to let an officer know that, hey, no, this is a wear and carry. Um, uh, Maryland is a wear and carry state. Um, I am permitted. Would you like to see my credentials? If you're not comfortable in doing that, then you probably should not do it. Um, my incident, uh, my child's mother and I, we had just finished qualifying some people at the range and, you know, the kids had been in the house all day. So we decided to go pick them up, go to Rita's. This is in La Plata now. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the area, but this I is am. a black family and we're in La Plata and the, and the Rita's is right on 301. So it's right on the side of the road. Isn't that close to a uh, barrack? Isn't it like a state trooper barrack down yep. the street from a... Uh... Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a little ways up on that. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, in, you're in the ballpark. So right. um, I have on outer waistband holster, and she has on, I call her Tomb Raider when she wears like one of those thigh holsters, right? So okay. very visible. You you can see like, it's summertime. I got on shorts, a t shirt, outer waistband, locked and loaded. She has on her thigh holster, locked and loaded. And we got all the kids with us. We like, you know, we're, we don't pose a threat at all. It's probably yeah. about 20 people outside of Rita's. Getting Italian ice. <laughs> Getting Italian ice. And right. by the time we got ours, everybody was gone. <laughs> so we stayed out there. You know, we're enjoying Rita's. I don't want the kids to mess up the car. So we're going to sit out there. You know, they had a cornhole and stuff out there. Well, while we throwing cornhole and eating our Rita's, here comes a sheriff. Sheriff walks up. So I know they do like little meetups and stuff at the Roy Rogers, which is right next door. So most of the people kind of like migrated over to that side. So that's where he came up at. And he was like, uh, you folks, first of all, I spotted him. So um, normally when I'm doing something like that, I keep a, a, a body camera for safety okay. reasons when I'm at the range and all that stuff. So I knew that we weren't taking our stuff off, so I had it on me. So um, I immediately turned it on, and I, I asked my child's mother, I'm like, hey, you got your body camera on? Why? So here come the sheriff. So he comes up. He said, hey, you, you folks permitted? I said, we sure are. He said, well, you know, uh, Maryland is concealed in Cary State. I said, it's absolutely not. So we're in Cary State. I said, um, I can show you my credentials if you need them. He said, no, nah, I don't, but I got a buddy of mine that's, that's in trouble right now because he was open carrying. I said, well, I can show you this. If your buddy got in trouble, he was doing something other than open carrying. So, right. you know, after we, you know, 
just had a little brief talk to him. We remained calm. We were respectful. You know, we had great body language, eye contact, and things like that. He could tell that we knew what we were talking about. Right. And that's the confidence that I'm speaking of and in the knowledge of what you're talking about, which kind of takes them off edge. So, right. you know, brief conversation. He was, you guys have a nice day. And he left us alone. And, and, and that was that was the it, end of the encounter. Um, of course, the people didn't come back until we left, but I, that was fine with me. I mean, it's my constitutional right, and, and nobody bats an eye if it if it's not someone that looks like me. So, it was more of a, a a moment where we can show people, look, this can be done, but there is a way to do it. It wasn't a oh, I'm bad. And you not, it wasn't anything like that. You know what I'm saying? It's my constitutional right, and I'm deciding to exercise it at this point. So treat me, treat me like such. So I mean, but yeah, as far as as far as anyone else doing it, um, I would definitely tell you to be mindful of the situation. Like, let's be smart about it. And something I always tell people in my class, I said the odds are already stacked against us. Let's not stack them any higher. So, and that's kind of how I look at it. So I want everybody to. Uh, be able to exercise their rights, but I also want you to make it home to your family. So I, I want us all to make smart decisions. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. You already answered a couple of my questions. So I just want to, you know, is there anything like, I mean, you've been doing this for a while in your classes. What lesson have you learned like when you started out doing this, you might have had this mission, and now you're at another place where your mission is different. Is there any change in what your mission is when you started um, training people and teaching them about their HQL and about their rights also? Because I mean, I learned a lot about my rights doing the class. I'm just curious, is there anything? How about this? I'm going to start over. What would 39 Frenchie? say to 20 year old Frenchie about mm. the path, about everything you're doing. I mean, this doesn't even have to be about the, the, the class and everything like that. Like what, I mean, you've, in my opinion, you've grown a lot. I'm, I'm gonna let you know that I am impressed with you as a person. Um, I was impressed with the class, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, when, that when, I, when I met you, you were 16 years old. And if I wouldn't say to myself, now you'll be in his class 20 years later, you'll be <laughs> you. I would have been like, yeah, okay, sure, you know. <laughs> but, you know, what, what, what would 39-year-old what would Frenchie tell 20-year-old Frenchie to, to better himself or to get him on the right path? Or just in general, like what throughout this year have you learned that you wish you could have told yourself? Mm. be comfortable with being uncomfortable um don't be afraid of the risk because you've already made the calculations um yeah i think that would be it i i think i think uh i would tell myself like if you if you take care of this stuff now the road down the line will be a lot easier for you uh, 
I don't think that I, I've lived a bad life or made a bunch of bad decisions, but I think I um, shied away from some opportunities because it wasn't as comfortable as I would like for it to be. Um, and I would definitely have told myself that the ideas and concepts that I came up with were didn't need all of the people that I thought that it did. Um, yeah, that that that's probably what it would be. I um I had a, a close group of friends and I had this real estate idea where like, hey man, let's just all go in and buy a house together. And we fall on hard times, we'll all have a place to go to. But if we're all doing good, we can rent it out, we can make money off of it, and then keep repeating the cycle and nobody was on board and I regret that I regret just not doing it on my own and that's probably one of the only regrets that I really have so I would just tell myself to take those risks that that I actually calculated and just decided not to because it wasn't comfortable Hmm. okay that's good definitely good um if somebody wanted to obtain their handgun license tell us the process all right to obtain your handgun license, uh, the state of Maryland requires that you take a, a course. Um, for your HQL handgun qualification license or your wearing carry, you are pro, you are asked to take either a four-hour course or a 16-hour course. The HQL, um, well, I teach basics of pistol shooting, which is eight hours, but we finish it in four. That's a requirement um, for your wearing carries a 16-hour course. So you find an instructor that you're interested in um, um, taking the course with. And, and, I, and I, I want people to not take that lightly. You don't know you have a bad real estate agent until it's too late. And the same thing goes for handgun stuff as well. So you have a lot of instructors that don't really know the new laws and they're not interested in, in making sure that you know them either. So you'll find an instructor, get into class, um, learn what you need to learn, take the test, pass the test, because you actually have to have a certain score in order to get it. You have to get your live scan, which is your fingerprints, which is without the mess, it's just digital. Um, and then you have to go to the Maryland State Police website and you have to set up like a virtual uh, file where you would upload all the documents. Um, and once you do that, you will get um, an email confirmation from Maryland State Police um, saying it's either uh, approved or not disapproved. Um, and then that's how you obtain the HQL. Now, as of July 5th, which is like Christmas to, to most uh, instructors, which is when they change the law, um, you no longer need, um, what do they call it? special reasoning um to to have it like those reasons being um own your own business elected official top secret clearance with a job that requires you to own a firearm or having an active restraining order against someone so you don't need that all you need now is to say it's for personal protection so you'll have to you no longer need those reasons so you just apply 
take the course instruction, get your fingerprint uh, done, and then they'll do an investigation and they'll let you know if you're approved or disapproved. Hold on, time out. So I gotta ask you a quick question, Frenchie, because uh -huh. I think I messed up. So I went ahead and applied for my concealed carry, but I I only have the the pistol course one. So I got to take a different class for six the sixteen hour course in order to get the concealed carry. Yes, sir. Ah, all right. Well, yes, I'll be. Uh, I need to know uh, when's okay. your next class. Twenty first. Uh, I would like to sign up today. Twenty first. Right, perfect. Dude, that's my daughter's birthday. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't, nah, you can't make that class. <laughs> yeah, I can't make that class. So, uh, so you, so the twenty, the twenty first is is what? It's the weekend. I think it is. It's Saturday, and it's all day. I assume Saturday, Sunday, eight hours. So, apiece. so it's it's one day. Okay. Um, it. it it says 16 hours, but it does not take us 16 hours. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, there is a certain amount of modules that we have to get through, uh -huh. um, and, it, and it just doesn't take us that amount of time. Um, and the way that we teach it, we teach it so that while you're learning it, um, we also go over D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, um, mm -hmm. because I feel like you should know it because of where we live at. Like, you can make a wrong turn, you can end up in Virginia, make another wrong turn, you end up in D.C. So you need to know all of them. Um, but you pay for the 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 permit that you want by itself. Yeah, um, packages and things like that. But we we always tell people to get get the state of where your driver's license says first, um, and then you can add on all the additional stuff after that. All right. So my question to you on that is: Should somebody take the HQL test first and then go to the concealed carry, or should they just go straight to the concealed carry? So you can do them both at the exact same time, but you absolutely have to have the HQL in order to move forward because that the HQL allows you to legally own in your home and it allows you to legally purchase in your state. Okay. So you have to have that first, but you, we can do them both at the same time. Uh, is that the 21st class? Yep. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, we're offering. If anybody wants to sign up after listening to this, where do you need to go? I'm about to sign up. Um, I'm about to sign up. I just need to know where so I go. So you can look up. us up. You can look us up on uh, any social media platforms, Royalty Vision LLC, Royalty Vision, um, and it will provide you a link that will take you to where you can um, sign up, hold a spot for only $50, um, and then you will pay the remaining balance the day of class. So Royalty Vision, you can find us on Google, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. Um, and you'll, and you'll, the, the logo is pretty, it, it stands out. So you'll be able to know that it's us. Um, and then you'll, and it'll lead you right to it. Okay. All right. Well, I got to sign up too, because I don't, I didn't mess around and, and filled out all that stuff thinking that my uh, HQL license was good enough. Nah, uh, HQL got, got, got your purchase done, but you got to, it's a little <laughs> more in-depth class with the uh, concealing carry, and, and it, as it should be, you know, it, yeah, it should definitely fine. tell you a lot more um, information, but um, the fact that you've already taken the HQL, you know, we can, um, we can make some accommodations for you where you don't have to show up bright and early at the top of the class because you already got it, unless you just want a refresher, you're allowed to do that. Um, and then we'll just, we'll have you, you know, bring your firearm and we'll go with some techniques on how to draw from holster, different types of shot, hip fire, point fire, standard shot, 
uh, making sure that you know your dominant eye, making sure that you know, you know how to line up your sights, um, make sure you know where you're allowed to draw your fire on, where you're not, things like that, knowing what's behind your target. You know, it's a lot of stuff that we have to cover, but we make it so fun that you'll remember it without really even having to take notes. So that that's one of our our, our little things. Uh, that's like our niche. We make sure that the it's a serious enough class, but fun enough so that it's like a, a family environment, and you you'll definitely retain the information. Okay. All right. All right. Um. I mean, Vance, you got any other questions? I'm done. I think. Uh... No, I think I'm good. I, I just pulled up all your stuff, so I'm probably going to end up signing up for one of those classes. Um, I see um, the HQL. The basics of pistols is pretty much shooting is covering HQL needs. Correct. And then you got the DC uh, concealed carry. You got the Maryland wear and carry. Correct. I see it right now. So you said the 21st should cover both, and then afterwards you would after after the class you would have to do the separate if you have nothing you have to do the separate hql first and then reapply for the wear and carry so you can actually do it at the same time if you want to um you can sign up for the just hold your slot for the conceal and carry uh-huh um, but make it known the day of class that you need to do the hql as well okay um, and we can and we can combine it um because the first several modules is pretty much the basics of pistol shooting okay um, it gotcha. covers the same information just those additional modules goes more in depth and shows you how to apply the stuff that you learned in the first few okay now do you have to shoot you do have to qualify we normally qualify on a different day because the class normally runs eight hours most of the gun ranges are kind of closed but we schedule that stuff based on um, your availability and our availability, just making it make sense. Okay. Uh, we knock that stuff out. It'll take us um, about an hour, about an hour, and we're done. You get your paperwork. Um, we, we are there to assist you through the rest of the process. We just a phone call away. Call us, let us know any, any issues or hiccups that you're having, and we'll show you how to navigate those. Okay. Yep, uh, yep. Work. I'm good, Rodney. Right. We well, lost one, man. Where you go? He, uh, unfortunately, uh, our partner has to be at work at 2 a.m. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so you know he, he he stuck around as long as he was could. Mike Alban, so you know, but uh, we, you know we're gonna keep it going. This is why we have three people on the show, just in case <laughs> always are prepared. Um, I did have so now we did all that. Uh, we're just going to end the show, but I got one question for you. you got to answer real quickly. Um, I mean, if you don't answer quickly, but we'll butcher you. So yeah, you're on right. a desert island. You only got five albums you can bring with you on this desert island. <laughs> what are those albums? I I think you influenced one of them. We're going to go with the miseducation because that's uh, it just covers everything. Did you hear him? Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, hold on. Boom. Did you hear Vance? What did you say? Say it one more time. The what? Boom. Uh, the what? The what? Miss Education. Miss Education of Lauren Hill, the number one hip hop album of yeah, all time. To you can't yeah, name to another hip hop album better. Now, you might wait, name no, wait till next week. I'm going to think about it. Hip hop album. First of all, I, you're the man that said, hold on, Frenchie. 
This man Drew, said Drew Hill. Hill is the best R and B. No, you know you're misquoting all time. me. You're misquoting no, me on that. No, 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 <laughs> Frenchie. The question was, they said Jodeci was great, and I said Drew Hill was better. Is what I said. That is what I say. I did not say the best all time. I said Drew Hill was a better group than Jodeci. That's what I said. That's still wrong. Vocally, I think vocally they they had him, but thank you presence and and you know I I think I'm I'm a rock with Jodeci. I think I'm gonna have to go with that. But yeah, I'm rocking with Jodeci because of the hood joint. From a singing perspective, oh, Drew yeah. Hill can sing better. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I have one song. One. <laughs> they did not have one, one song, bro. And one. the song that you, the song that you posted in the than, chat. None of them was better than Forever My Lady. None of them was better. Forever My Lady yeah. was leading in my bed was better than Jod- that. Jodeci oh. got some bangers, though. Yeah, they do. Drew Hill got bangers, first of all, too. First, but let's, let's agree, the number one R&B group of all time is New Edition. Of course. So, I just wanted to go ahead yeah, and say that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but anyway, we, let's we go back. Nope. We need this. Hold on. You're getting off a topic. Go <laughs> top five, Frenchie. Let's go. Your top five. So you already said Miseducation of Lauren Hill, which I agree with you, is an exceptional album. And don't be scared I, to not. Don't be scared I, to not. It ain't got to be rap. No, I think. No, no. I'm definitely not. I can't listen to rap all day, every day. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Brown Sugar, D'Angelo. Huh. I think I, I think I'm gonna take that one with me. Okay. I think I can do. You'll uh, be by yourself singing Brown Sugar, but it's all <laughs> the only person on the island, dog. The only person it's on the island. Hold up, you can't have so many love songs. I'm just saying. You need to have something to make you have to build a boat and try to get off of this journey. It's a different vibe, though. I think. I'm gonna go with um, Illmatic. Uh, that's that was Alvarez. Um, I still don't think that is Nas's best album. I I'm think I'm gonna go with uh, Thirty Six Chambers. Okay. Oh, that's Alvarez too. Um, how many was that? That's four. Um, three. Nah, nah, brown That's sugar great. don't count. He getting, yeah, he dude. He called him down. Yeah, brown sugar is a no. That is a no. <laughs> um, try to save you on your island. Oh, I got you. I got you. All right. Let me see. What else we got? Damn. I'm I'm just gonna play the mess out of that Wu Tang joint. Uh, I gotta throw Jay Z in there, but I don't know which one I would go with though. I, I'm going with two apocalypse. Okay. Ah. I'm, going with, I'm going with two apocalypse. Not my favorite Tupac album, but I'll go with two. I can understand. I'm with, I'm with, yeah, that album was dope, though. Yeah. With, was, well, what y'all going to say, All Eyes with Me? Nah, nah, he, nah. For me, it's Machiavelli. It's Machiavelli. Machiavelli I didn't even have him in my top yeah, five. You, you trying to chop down all the trees on the island. See? <laughs> huh? Uh, Machiavelli, I'm, yeah, Machiavelli, I'm getting off this island. See that that's what when I said Lincoln Park, that was what's gonna get me off Lincoln the island. Park okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lincoln, Lincoln Park, Park gonna get me off. Huh? Which Lincoln Park? Hybrid Theory. Okay. All right. All right. I can go with that. <laughs> uh, See? Probably cool. told you. No, I love no, Lincoln. I said Lincoln Park is great. I, I, I that was the only one I think I agreed with on your list. 
That's if you haven't heard the lower the lower album, dog. That's the only reason. You haven't heard um, it. I don't know. I think I'm I think I'm good with my full. Nah, you gotta get rid of brown sugar. You gotta give me one more. Yeah, you got you got what you got you got you got DMX, you got all types of stuff. Oh, you, you, I think I'm gonna go with Jay Z I'm gonna go with Get Richard Die Trying. Oh hell no! Oh, hey, all right, now we gonna end the show. Like now we gonna end the show. Hell no! You know what? Like, you talk though. about you had all know. this credibility until you said that. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like for real. Like that, that was all crazy. What? Yeah. So, so uh, you might want to cut yeah. the recording off at this point. No, you know no, no. Shawty, it's your birthday. No, that wasn't on that. That, that wasn't was on that. Okay, that was a set. That now. I know. I didn't even listen to the album. That's nah, he came out to get swinging. Then get rid, get rid of that trying joint was what the second one. Nah, that was the first. That was the first. That was Ja Rule's album. Get rich and die trying was crazy, man. Uh, that was the one where he stole all the Ja Rule songs. You said he stole all the Ja Rule songs? Yeah, yeah. That was no, the one where he, no he fried Ja Rule. Was that the candy shop? Candy nah, shop. Nah, nah, nah that's the second one. Nah, nah. That's okay. the second one. Right. Yeah. Nah, he was hardcore on, on Get Richard Dot Track. So all the Eminem albums, you're not going to get, you're going to put 50 over them. Jay-Z, yeah. you still didn't give a Jay-Z album. The Black nah, album. Nah, because nah, I couldn't. That's one is, is volume I couldn't two. Give you which one. I couldn't give you which Jay Z album I wanted. Lock could be but number one for me. I can't do volume one. I don't like all the songs. Vol- volume two. I hate. I I know what girls like. That that beat just it yeah, like volume, makes my skin crawl. Volume Volume two had what? Had the X and Nas joint on it. No, it had the bleed. Volume two had girls, girls, girls. Who was that one? That, that was that was before that was before the black album. Mm. That was that a was, joint where he was going right? on Nas. That wasn't that blueprint. Yeah, I think that was blueprint. Yeah, God, yeah, that was that was that was my wild card. Get rich by trying. I'm sticking with that. that. <laughs> That's my wild card. <laughs> I tell you, you know what I'm saying. I tell you. Maybe it's 50 Cent Bulletproof Vest, Rodney. Maybe that's what it is, though. Yeah, we talk about gun safety. Ages with the I Bulletproof Vest. <laughs> I think 50 Look, Cent is one of the most overrated rappers. And he wasn't even a great rapper. I wouldn't even nah, put him in nah, my top 20. Nah, he's not, a, he's not a great rapper. He just, he he had he had the it factor. He had the it factor. Like, yeah, that, that and the fact that at that point in time, the last real rap beef was Biggie and Pop. When Get Richard died, trying uh, get when, Richard when died, he Trump went at when he went at Ja Rule, nobody was really beefing because it was it was coming out of it was coming out of no limit. was better than fucking. It was it was coming out of the no limit era. The D Block and um, State Party was beefing around that time. Yeah, but 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 they wasn't mainstream. Job was job was a mainstream rapper. Right, like right, he was he was top three at the time. Yeah, I got you. He was, was, was pumping them hits. Fucking murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, had like, Vinny, Vinny. I bought Vinny. I waited in line at Waxy Maxi for Vinny Vidivici. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else was It was just Eminem was crushing everybody at the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Man, I, mean, Josh, I had to not put the Eminem album on there because I damn sure wanted to. I mean, Marshall Mathers. Marshall yeah, Mathers. the best one. Yeah. Yeah, Marshall Mathers LP was legit. Um, I, I actually enjoyed uh, the cover a lot. But when I look back at some of the other stuff he was listening to, and I don't, yeah. I don't really know. I don't, I don't have know you heard, have you heard Eminem's like most recent joint? Nah, I haven't. You you gotta go back. You gotta go and listen to it, dog. He 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 got some. You know, remember how the song Stan was talking about, like just the craziness. He's mm-hmm. rapping a lot about a lot of political stuff on that joint. That joint is dope. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll go check it out. Yeah, but I like the recovery. Like after he flopped with that, uh, what was that show? Something. Uh, um, Kurt Cole. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kurt Cole. After yeah. after that one, he came back pretty strong with the recovery. I like. Yeah. yeah, but that one he got back with Dre with on, I think, for recovery. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I know he that. had got into producing a lot of his own stuff, which was, you know, he mm-hmm. had like his, uh, his own sound. Like you knew. Yeah, he tried that D12 album, which was garbage. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be in a certain type of mood. You got to be a, a, a pill popper to enjoy D12, I think. Yeah, you do. just so over the top for me. I, that's all I can remember. Yep. I can't remember anybody else's verses. <laughs> so if that that fat says dude, a lot. dude on D12. Now they had one the the song I think was called Fight Music. That was like the best joint on that D12 joint. Fat, I I only remember Bizarre. From that one too. Bizarre. Yeah, Bizarre was the fact. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's the one. He was just so off the wall. Like I don't remember anybody else's verses. Yeah, it was all good, man. All right, we going to end the show, Frenchie. We definitely appreciate you coming out. Definitely. And listening to us, and uh, and then you know, make sure you check us out. We're gonna talk about some other things. And Frenchie, you will always be welcome as a guest on the show. We will be doing at the end thank of you, thank the season. You. We will be doing at the end of the season an open, a open uh, show where we're gonna have like ten dads on here. We're gonna talk about topics like we just talked about music, movies, whatever, and just open it up and just talking about life in general. Okay. So, you know, I'll definitely send you an invite for that. Or if you ever just want to come and join us, you know, you know, when we take All right. out or whatever, or just come in at the end for topics, or if we you want to, you want to hear something that we fighting about and maybe you'll be our judge. Okay. You know, All right. Right. We appreciate you taking the time joining us. Remember you are now a member of dad mentality. Yes, join sir. Us on our website. You can see us on Facebook or Instagram at dad underscore mentality. Emails, dad underscore mentality. Remember, everybody, send your questions, send everything. We want to have that dad moment where we all answer those questions and enjoy each other. And it's me, the Beast One, aka Rodney Glover, Vance Robs, and Coach, my man Mike Alban, Albizi. We say thank you for joining us. Yeah, all right. There we go. Yes.